Welcome to Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm one of your hosts today, Aaron Schneider. And I'm Angie Fryer. I'm very excited about this episode today to talk about a federal legislative branch agency, which we haven't talked about much in our program. We, frankly, we haven't talked about many other agencies, so really excited to, to have them here with us today. But to give a little background, Congress has a team of researchers on call for its daily legislative support. It's called the Congressional Research Service and is housed in the U.S. Library of Congress. The go-to researchers on the Army Corps topics at CRS are with us today. Uh, today, we have Anna Normand and Nicole Carter, specialists in natural resources policy. Thank you both for being here today. Thanks for having us. Great to be here. So before we dive into the topic of CRS, could you both introduce yourselves and how your work relates to the Army Corps of Engineers? Uh, Anna, let's start with you. Thanks, Aaron. At CRS, I cover for Congress water resources and geoscience policy topics. This includes Army Corps of Engineers appropriations and certain core authorities and programs, such as aquatic ecosystem restoration, continuing authorities programs or CAPS, and environmental infrastructure assistance. I'm also lead on topics complementary to core activities, such as ecosystem and water resources work done by the U.S. Geological Survey, dam safety and removal, and aquatic invasive species. Great. And Nicole, what about you? My work for CRS is focused really on the core civil works projects and water resources management and technologies. I lead CRS's coverage on Congress's biennial consideration of the Water Resources Development Act, as well as the Corps' emergency response activities and other activities like the new Corps Water Infrastructure Financing Program. Well, thank you both for being here. And like Aaron, I can't wait to get into this conversation and learn more about what you all do. So CRS is somewhat of an unknown agency outside of Washington, D.C. policy walks. Anna, can you tell us what CRS does for Congress? Sure, Angie. So the mission of CRS is to serve Congress with the highest quality of research, analysis, and information and confidential consultation to support the exercise of its legislative, representational, and oversight duty in its role as a co-equal branch of government. So we're, to, we're guided in our everyday work for Congress based on our core values. This is confidentiality, objectivity, nonpartisanship, authoritativeness, and timeliness. And adhering to these values, our agency has guided and aided in the legislative debate for over 100 years as trusted resource for member and committee offices. And so what does that look like? Well, in a typical year, CRS produces more than 1,000 new products and updates more than 2,200 existing products to reflect legislative policy and technical developments. That's really interesting, and it sounds like an awful lot of work. Um, so what you've described is CRS basically operates as an on-call expert and researcher for Congress. But Nicole, what more can you tell us about the support that CRS provides to Congress? Let's start with who we serve. CRS serves everyone in Congress, senators, representatives, and the 13,000 congressional staff working on Capitol Hill and in the district offices. The congressional staff call and email us and ask us for anything from an Army Corps 101 briefing to a deep dive analysis on specific policy proposals. CRS analysts, attorneys, and information professionals field these requests and respond typically on the same day or in the same week. 
basically every day we are in discussions with congressional staff by video, by phone, by email. We also show up in person. CRS is located on Capitol Hill, so we can easily cross the street and provide in-person briefings for individual staff, groups of staff, members. So over the course of a year, CRS analysts provide more than 70,000 responses to congressional inquiries. We at CRS get all this done with a staff of 600, and that includes the analysts and all the other professional staff as well as the support staff. It sounds like CRS is such a great tool for people to get information about the agency. So, Nicole, what else makes uh, CRS a useful resource for Congress? Part of what CRS offers Congress is a broad set of expertise at the ready, right then. We offer basic knowledge and experience on the subjects that are Congress is really interested in. This expertise ranges from domestic policy to foreign affairs to government organization to earth sciences and specific industries and technologies, plus American law. So through CRS, congressional staff can tap into a wide-ranging expertise with nothing more than a phone call or an email. And they can get a response within an hour, within 25 hours. And, and this can happen at key moments during the legislative development and deliberations process. So in a matter of hours, for instance, I can pull together a confidential video conference for congressional staff offering up the expertise of my colleagues on a range of federal policies and functions across multiple federal agencies. And as Nicole implied and Aaron talked about earlier, the timeliness of CRS responses to congressional inquiries is often particularly important. But we wanted to flag that while CRS has a unique role to play with our infrequent interactions to inform congressional activities and to provide policy analysis, we're not the only agency serving Congress. The Congressional Budget Office and the Government Accountability Office also are legislative branch agencies. They each have specific responsibilities that are different from us but complementary to us and play vital roles in supporting Congress. Thank you both. I think it's very interesting and I'm glad you highlighted the other agencies that serve Congress as well, because coming from the executive branch, you kind of think of all federal agencies as part of the executive branch, but that's not exactly the case here. So it's good, really good to hear about how the co-equal branches of government have these services that can support them. It sounds like CRS supports Congress with much more than just the written reports that I've seen online. And actually, it was those written reports that I found online that first brought me to the two of you and CRS to my attention. And since those are something that are public and we can see, could you tell us a little bit more about those written products? Sure, Aaron. Those reports are generally covering topics that are of broad interest to Congress. We write those reports to inform Congress about topics that it's deliberating on, including oversight topics. These reports are on the suite of whatever is before Congress, Ukraine funding, Social Security rulemaking. For example, I have a thousand-word product that I keep updating on the new core loan program, and Anna has a product tracking and analyzing, or multiple products, analyzing core annual and supplemental appropriations. So if your listeners are interested, CRS reports and some other written products for Congress have been made publicly available since 2018. And they're available at the website, which is crsreports.congress.gov. So in addition to our reports related to the core, Anna and I have also get invited to contribute to other people's reports on a range of different topics. For example, Anna has co-authored a report uh, or product on environmental monitoring using eDNA technology. And I'm a co-author on a short piece on climate and security in the Middle East and North Africa. 
It sounds like you and your colleagues work on the changing landscape of whatever is before Congress. So I'm particularly interested in how you cover the Corps. So how do you conduct your research on the Army Corps of Engineers specifically? Thanks, Angie. So, yeah, that can vary, but much of our work is driven by specific requests from our congressional clients. And our responses to those requests, as mentioned before, are confidential to the requester. Nicole and I anticipate topics based on what's being scheduled for debate on the chamber floor or in hearings, what's in the news and elevated by stakeholder groups, and what comes up in the regular cycle of Congress, like, for example, appropriations and word of consideration and development. One thing that really helps me identify and understand emerging issues is attending conferences and visiting water resource projects. For instance, I met a number of core experts at the Dam Safety Conference in 2022 and learned a lot about current regional water resources challenges on the ground during traveling tours to California's Bay Delta, the Salton Sea, and the Hoover Dam. So those are very helpful too. So in addition to what Anna just mentioned, Anna, myself, and our research librarians at CRS, we all know our way around core websites, regulations, feasibility reports, as well as databases with legislative histories. And we're also pulling in colleagues with expertise, such as attorneys, for example, with appropriations administrative law issues to do our research. So at times, we also will turn to the core itself. We most typically contact the headquarters team of the Future Directions branch. We turn to them principally for information that's unavailable from other sources, such as information on core policies and project-level data or on emerging topics. On top of that, we also log into webcasts or attend meetings hosted by the core or hosted by other agencies or groups. We listen to a variety of federal and non-federal podcasts and watch for agency media releases and posts to better understand and track various topics. Thanks, Nicole. That's great to hear. And it's good to know that, you know, people are out there, you know, looking at the websites and regulations and in particular feasibility reports, because I know a lot of effort goes into maintaining those and ensuring that they're updated. So it's, it's great to hear that you guys utilize those. So how can executive branch agencies like the Corps get CRS the information that it needs on a timely basis to help you do your jobs? A responsive agency point of contact that understands the role of CRS really helps. Also, agencies making information accessible and available online is a really big assist. Case in point is the core civil works budget and performance website, which gathers a lot of useful information. And then keeping those project fact sheets and other time-sensitive project status information up to date is a big help. Thank you for that. It's good to know that the newly updated civil works budget and performance webpage is helpful to you. Um, that's great to hear. We're continuously working to make sure that we have good data out there. So this makes me happy to hear that people are using it for good things. On this podcast, we like to learn uh, about how people got their current positions. So Anna, how did you find your way to CRS? Thanks, Angie. It's a question we get a lot at CRS. Um, personally, I was originally on an academic track with a bachelor's in chemistry and a PhD in soil and water science focusing on wetlands, but I was always interested in addressing natural resource challenges. This interest began as a participant in a 4-H program called Marsh Maneuvers, where I learned about the many water resource challenges facing my home state of Louisiana. 
And fast forward to 2016, I was given the opportunity to delve into the legislative process as a Canal Sea Grant Fellow working in the U.S. Senate. And that's where I discovered CRS. After taking numerous CRS seminars on the legislative process as a Hill Fellow, I made it a goal to work for CRS in the future. So just a couple years later, I started at CRS, where nearly every day I learn about a new issue facing Congress and get to apply my science, research, and policy background to help Congress address natural resource issues. And while I came to CRS with a scientific background, Nicole is an engineer and brings that expertise. Other CRS colleagues have backgrounds as economists, social scientists, foreign policy experts, and more. So we, as Nicole said earlier, we have a lot of expertise to tap into. Thanks, that's really interesting. It's really good to hear about all those broad backgrounds and the exciting work that you guys do. And I know when I was doing my research um, about CRS and preparation for this podcast, I realized that you guys work in the Library of Congress. So do you actually get to work in the Library of Congress? I know that's an amazing building, an amazing facility. I was just a little bit curious about that before we break for the day. So Aaron, we are in, on Capitol Hill in one of the three library buildings um, of the Library of Congress. There is the beautiful Jefferson building with it, its amazing resources for researchers as well as, well as amazing art and architecture. Anna and I work across the street. We work across the street in the wonderful Madison building where we also get to interact, as we said earlier, regularly with congressional staff because we are able to just cross the street and head over to those congressional office buildings. But in addition to one of the, the benefit of having the Jefferson Building across the street, we also get to sometimes tap into the uh, knowledge and expertise and obviously extensive resources of the Library of Congress itself. Well, thanks. So that, that sounds really exciting. And I think for our listeners out there, if you, you know, want to have a, get a job with doing some really awesome research and, you know, working across the street from the Jefferson Building, uh, it seems like CRS might be a great place for you. But with that, Anna and Nicole, I want to thank you both for sharing a little bit about yourself and the work at the Congressional Research Service. And we thank you for joining us on this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and always do your research. All right, I think that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us for this Inside the Castle podcast. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together.